the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Going on, everybody. It's another Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. I hope you're doing great in this first weekend of November. We had daylight savings time. We spring back. What I don't know what. What do we even call it anymore? We spring forward, fall back, all of this other nonsense. Well, listen. Uh, it's great that um, we gain an extra hour. Although I, I would rather see daylight savings time be kept. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I can't, um, I, I can't say that I, I, I like the whole getting dark at you know, three thirty four o'clock in the afternoon. Not a big fan, not a big fan, but anyway, uh, somehow, somewhere, some way, or is it somewhere, someday, I, you know, I never remember somehow, somewhere, some way from Kenny Wayne Shepard, uh, from the album trouble is, which actually hits 25 years old. Uh, this year, and he is actually doing a tour on this. I think he's going to be at the Basie in March, um, and he's got his original singer back with him, which is cool because I've I've been a big fan of Kenny Wayne Shepherd's guitar work. I've not been a big fan of his voice, so I'm glad he's got Noah back in the band with him singing because that cat can sing, and that was a great album. And I I believe I saw him on that that particular tour with BB King because he opened for BB King. That's what it was. All right, good stuff. Love music. Uh, and can't wait to see some live shows. Greta Van Fleet coming up uh, next month uh, in Atlantic City. But that's it for right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now, look, we've got a great show for you tonight. Coming up in 20 minutes, Jeff Bagby from Bagby Beer in Oceanside, California, is going to join me. Great brewery. I am so excited to chat with Jeff. His big low and slow lager event coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm actually going to be out there the week before um, for the uh, very end of uh, San Diego Beer Week. All these other event, events that are happening in California are happening after I leave there, but whatever. I, you know, listen, just to be out in San Diego at a mecca of just beer deliciousness is going to be great. So we'll chat about that other stuff coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. Bagby Beer happens to be one of the stops that I'll be making on the uh, the Cthulhu Coriali uh, beer tour in San Diego. That's uh, that's that's what I'm 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 going to stick with that, and and uh, we'll leave it there. There you go. All right? June 3rd and 4th, Baderfield. We've been talking about it at the Atlantic City Beer Music Festival. Tickets go on sale December 1st for just a beer. Uh, the bands will be announced in late January, early February, and then you can get your VIP tickets and all that other stuff. 
have to go with a crew this year because it's going to be it's going to be amazing. It's great. I love that it's outside. It's just awesome. You can't beat it for the amount for the money that you they they charge you, and for all that you get for that ticket price. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, it's a fantastic event. One of the best uh, that is put on on the East Coast. And John Henderson and his crew do an amazing job every single year. Westfield Hops is coming up on Saturday, November 12th while I'm in San Diego. It's at the Westfield Armory in Westfield, New Jersey from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Uh, prices have increased already. Uh, they're going to go up again uh, tonight. Uh, 21 and over with picture ID, westfieldhops.com. There's going to be 100 styles of craft beer, music from Mr. Lovejoy, great food from a, a variety of different food trucks and places. Uh, you definitely want to check it out. A lot of Jersey beer will be there. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, I can't make it because... I will be in San Diego. And speaking of San Diego, a bunch of California beer news. Uh, we talked about this already, and we'll talk about it again with Jeff uh, coming up in, in 20 minutes. But the uh, Low and Slow Lager uh, event, they held that last year. It was the first time they held it. This year is the second year they're holding it. Uh, they're putting together the beer list, but there's some great breweries that are actually going to be there. And if you go to bagbybeer.com, uh, right, and when you get to the website, You'll um, you'll tap into there's a there's a tab here. I'm just waiting for it to come up because uh, my computer is ridiculously slow. Uh, you click on Lagerfest when you get to the website, right? So it takes you right to the Lagerfest, which you can buy tickets because uh, I'm guessing this is a controlled pour event. It's not unlimited uh, pours, um, which I mentioned. First off, the picture he has of his the low and slow glass looks amazing, but the um, the the breweries they had there last year. Firestone Walker, Green Cheek, Casey Beer Company, Highland Park, uh, Green Bench, Abnormal Beer, Frem, uh, Epic, uh, Pete Support, The Lost Abbey, North Park, Magnanimous. I mean, a lot of great breweries that were there last year. They're still finalizing the list. Uh, we'll talk to Jeff about that. Maybe he's got some uh, announcements to make coming up uh, in a little bit. So you get, a, you get a mug that you get to keep. The event runs from 1 to 5 p.m. You can get in at noon for a VIP you get a, a, a 0.25 liter pour size. Larger pours are also available. Extra pours are available. There's 50 lagers flowing from incredible breweries. It's going to be an amazing time. Plenty of seating for relaxing and connecting with pals. So I'm guessing this is not going to be one of these packed, sold-out events. Uh, BagbyBeer.com slash LagerFest to get your tickets. We'll talk to Jeff about that coming up in 20 minutes. Speaking of Firestone Walker, they unveiled their 26th uh, edition of their storied anniversary ale. Uh, blended once again with the help of local winemakers, a masterwork of flavor and complexity blended from six distinct ales aged in bourbon and brandy barrels, marking the brewery's 26th anniversary. It is out now in limited quantities in all Firestone Walker markets. In fact, if I can't snag a bottle here, I am definitely, I did this the last time I was out there in 2017 when I got a bottle, and I think it was their 21st anniversary bottle. Um, I bought it and I shoved it in my suitcase and brought it home because it's just an amazing, um, amazing blend of different beers. So, this is the, the final blend. Uh, it has uh, Parabola, Velvet Merkin, uh, Bravo, Heavy Things, Helderado, Wheat Wine. I mean, it's just amazing. All these different blends in these different barrels. And then they blend it all together and they create this ale. And it is amazing. Um, it's, just, it's just an amazing beer. If you can get it, it's a 12-ounce bottle. And it's one of those you pour it, maybe you share it with a couple friends, or you pour yourself a big glass of it, and you just sit for the entire night and kind of sip it, uh, which is great. It's a it's a really good beer, and Firestone Walker puts out some fantastic beers. Uh, the Brewers Association, the Craft Brewers Conference event, 
is presented by the Brewers Association every year. So it attracts thousands of brewing professionals, some of the biggest names in the business. Uh, this year, it is going to be May 7th to, through the 10th of uh, 2023, uh, returning to Nashville uh, for four days of enlightening industry talk and fun. Um, many small breweries, though, are still reeling from the lingering economic impact of the pandemic and inflation. So traveling to this year's gathering or next year's gathering might seem like, listen, it's unaffordable. We can't really do it. But the Brewers Association might be able to help you with that. So back on October 27th, BA announced the launch of the Craft Brewers Conference Travel Grants Program. And it's going to award 25 recipients up to $1,500 in support for eligible travel expenses. The CBC Travel Grants Program will support the goals to bring new voices to the conference speaker lineup and to enable more individuals who are not brewery owners or leaders in production roles to attend the CBC. And it will apply... You must be employed by a Brewers Association member, brewery and planning, or brewery who produces less than 15,000 barrels a year. Examples of eligible brewery types, uh, contract brand slash alternating pr- proprietorship, microbrewery, taproom, brewpub. Uh, because of the limited availability of grants, preference will be given to eligible applicants who have had a seminar proposal accepted for the Craft Brewers Conference, first-time attendees, and those who have experienced cultural or situational barriers to attending the conference. Applications will be accepted through December 16th. Recipients will be notified in January. Again, the conference takes place in Nashville uh, Excuse me, uh, from the 7th through the 10th of May in 2023. That's awesome. So if you're a brewery that hasn't gotten, hasn't opened yet and you're still contract brewing, somebody maybe like Ross Brewing, maybe uh, Coastal Brew Works, you apply, they'll give you up to 1500 bucks to get out there. That's pretty cool. Our good friends from Stone, 12 days of holiday IPAs. It is the uh, annual celebration. It's the third annual celebration of IPAs in one essential box. Uh, it, it, the range of ABVs from 6.9% to 10.1% alcohol by volume. So here's the complete pack. Uh, you get Stone IPA, 6.9%. Stone Scorpion Bowl IPA at 75 Stone Hazy IPA. You get a Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. You get Stone Fear Movie Lions, the Hazy Double. You get the Stone Delicious IPA. You get the Stone Delicious Citrus IPA. You get the Stone Delicious Double IPA. Stone Runation IPA. The Stone 26th Anniversary Imperial IPA. You get the Stone Peak Conditions Hazy Double IPA. And, of course, the Bear Ishii Stone Japanese Green Tea IPA. It is available nationwide now. Um, you know, they say 58 days of IPAs. Not, so, not 12. Uh, find.stonebrewing.com for more information. You can look at the uh, beer finder there and uh, locate the 12-pack near you, which is pretty cool. And I cannot wait because I will be uh, having some lunch with uh, their head of PR, Lizzie Yunkin, uh, coming up next week when I'm in San Diego, or coming up this week when I'm in San Diego. I keep forgetting. It's this week coming up that I'm uh, heading out. On Thursday, I'll be back on uh you know, Monday slash Tuesday, and then uh, back to work again uh, on Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, when we come back after a short break, uh, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. But um, would you get in an RV with your buddy and travel around the country drinking beer and cataloging it for a website? I know the answer is yes to most of you. But you've got to check this out. It's really cool. Coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, The Answer. 
Ronnie James Dio as we continue on here with the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Boy, I miss that guy. I really do. And it's funny, I only saw Dio once in concert. I thought I had, you know, been to a few more of his shows, but going through my ticket stubs and stuff, yes, back in the day we had actual physical tickets. We don't have that anymore. It's everything is on your phone. Uh, I only saw Dio once and uh, except open for him at Madison Square Garden, which is where his biography ends. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to pick it up, you should. It's a great read. But that's where the story ends. He's playing Madison Square Garden and headlining it for the first time as a solo artist. And I don't know if there's going to be a follow-up, a continuation of Ronnie's career after that. Um, There's been some talk, but I don't know if it's actually going to happen. And I missed the documentary. I was only in theaters for two nights, but... I'm assuming at some point in the next few months it'll be available on pay-per-view and it'll be available for purchase uh, to watch it because I definitely want to watch it. It looks really good. And there's all this talk. Vivian Campbell, who was his lead guitarist for those first three albums, he's not really mentioned um, in the movie and he's not interviewed. And it's very simple. Wendy Dio you know, made the statement. They had a falling out, uh, Vivian and, and Ronnie, and never really made up. And um, she just did not want to... Uh, rehash those stories on the documentary. And you know what? That's her purview. I mean, what are you going to do? Coming up in 10 minutes, Jeff Bagby from Bagby Beer in Oceanside, California, is going to join me. Great brewery. I'm so excited to chat with Jeff my first time. His big low and slow lager event coming up in just a couple of weeks. We'll chat about that and other stuff. And, you know, obviously I'm not there yet. I will be there this coming week. Uh, Jeff is not going to be there. That's why we're doing the interview over the phone uh, tonight, um, I wanted to interview him at the brewery, but he's going to be away on the days that I am in San Diego coming up, and I cannot wait for that trip. It's going to be a lot of fun. But let's bring it back to New Jersey for a minute. This is interesting. So the Brewers Guild of New Jersey has announced the launch of Brew Jersey collaboration and website. Listen to this. To amplify the needs of breweries and their loyal fans across the Garden State, the Brewers Guild of New Jersey announced the launch of its Brew Jersey Beer Collaboration Project, a new website and promotion of the campaign. BrewJersey.beer, that's the website, is a nationwide open-ended collaborative beer to support the breweries of New Jersey as the industry and its customers continue to contend with state license restrictions imposed in the summer of 2022. The Guild and its membership are leading the charge to change the current restrictions through the passage of bipartisan legislation currently pending in both the New Jersey Senate and General Assembly, which were the subject of legislative hearings uh, last month in October. All breweries in the U.S. are invited to participate in this effort by using their open-source recipe of this hazy IPA and label template to brew their own batch of brewed jersey found on the Collaboration's website. And the Collaboration, which was initially spearheaded by Guild members Icarus Brewing, in Lakewood and Brick City Brewing in Little Ferry, New Jersey, is asking each participating brewery to pledge 25% of the proceeds from the sale of their version of Brew Jersey to the Brewers Guild of New Jersey to assist in our efforts. The financial resources raised by the sale of this beer will go to support the advocacy work the organization will employ to advance legislation in New Jersey. The collaboration also will give New Jersey craft beer fans the ability to get involved and help as well. 
cans of brew jersey will contain an original QR code where customers can scan to learn more about the collaboration, the serious in- issues facing the industry, and ways to participate, including asking local legislators and Governor Murphy to support passage of guild-supported craft beer reform legislation. Uh, it is expected the first editions of Brew Jersey will be available to customers late this year or early next, with more breweries making available their version of the Hazy IPA throughout 2023. Updates to the Brew Jersey website will be made accordingly, including information on expected new beer releases and ways to show fan support for your local breweries and the Guild. Now, for more information, all you have to do is visit the website brewjersey.beer. This is great. I love this. I hope a lot of breweries in New Jersey jump in on it. But I also hope that breweries in New York and Pennsylvania and, you know, all across the U.S. uh, do this. I think this is a a great thing. I think this is something that... um, will help their efforts because, look, whether you like the game or not, the game is played at the lobbyist level in in uh, government. Uh, in order to have that, in order to make that happen, you have to pay people in order to make that happen. It, it, it stinks. I know people don't like it, but it's how our system works. And until it changes, you need to play the game. And personally, and again, this is just my personal opinion, the Brewers Guild of New Jersey understands it and gets it. Eric Orlando, who's the executive director, is also a lawyer. It's why he's being paid and do what he does. I think the other association in New Jersey understands it, but doesn't want to play that game. That's how I'm going to. Uh, that's how I'm going to phrase it. Maybe I'm wrong. And if one of you guys out there at the brewer, uh, the uh, association uh, are listening and you want to refute me, by all means, I'll give you the open platform to come on the program and talk about it. The bottom line is, both guilds need to get together in order to get things done. You cannot be two groups. You have to be one, and you all have to work in the best interests of everyone in New Jersey. That includes those that are at the higher end of the food chain in the brewery industry in New Jersey and the lower end of the food chain when it comes to breweries in New Jersey. That's the bottom line. You all need to work together. And if you don't, then then separate, spread apart, and and understand that you may not get things done. Okay? That's the bottom line. Moving along. Boys of Bolero Snort doing their Festival of Friendship. That's going to be taking place on the 19th of November uh, at Bolero Snort Brewery. They're going to have a bunch of different collaborations on their tap lines uh, and also the release of the 2022 Bergen County Bull Stout lineup. Uh, Some of the breweries that are taking place so far in the collabs, Source Brewing, I know that because the bake sale will be coming out that day. Conclave and Gear Block are on the list. There will be others. Uh, When we get that information, we will get it to you. I'm not sure about the the, uh, donation yet. Um, for the uh, 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 you know the toy drive that they're doing, I'm assuming they'd like you to bring a new unwrapped toy uh, to the event, which is what I'm planning on doing. I will absolutely be there on the 19th of November uh, at some point for a couple of hours, so please come out. It'll be a great event. You will not be disappointed. On, on Anki, Iowa Brewing uh, Brewery, permanently closed on uh, Halloween, Mistress Brewing Company, um, they shared the news to social media saying they were unable to recover from the financial strains and labor shortages caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The brewery was founded in 2015, won a silver medal for one of their beers, the 2019 Great American Beer Festival. But unfortunately, they're closed now, and that is not cool. Um, there is something I wanted to talk about, but we're not going to have enough time to do it here. Uh, but we will talk about it next week. The Lost Abbey, which I'm going to be visiting while I'm out in San Diego, they are actually starting to consolidate and sell off some of their beer equipment because they're downsizing a little bit. And I think on next week's program, we're going to talk about that a little bit more, of how breweries are starting to make this shift now because of the pandemic, because of the economy. 
they're starting to shift to doing smaller operations because they know that money is drying up, that people don't have the discretionary income to spend all the time on beer. I see it myself. Uh, you know, I have five choices and I narrow it down to one or two because, again, it, you know, it builds up in my fridge. I'm not drinking it as, as quickly. Um, I, and, you know, it's not that I don't want to waste my money. It's just that I don't have that money uh, to spend. But finally, in these last couple minutes here before we break, something I had teased in the previous segment and I want to talk about it. So listen to this. For beer and spirit lovers, the idea of spending two years traveling around the country in an RV, hitting up hundreds of breweries and distilleries might sound like a dream come true. Well, RV campsite company Harvest Hosts is looking for someone to do exactly that, and they're going to cover a large majority of the expenses to make it happen. Harvest Hosts bills itself as a membership program offering RVers access to unique RV camping options across North America. They posted a job listing for an ale blazer. Visit all 500-plus of Harvest Hosts brewery and distillery host locations across the country and turn all of those stops into North America's ultimate ale trail. To facilitate this gig, as a road trip architect, Harvest Hosts will supply their ale blazer with a decked-out RV to be used to spend one night at each location with over 500 locations. Yes, the company says this is a two-year stint. You've got to devote two years to this. Additionally, Harvest Host says that all beverages at local breweries and distilleries will be included, as well as a lifetime Harvest Host membership. As for actual pay, company says they are only offering a daily stipend of $50, meaning that despite all the free drinks and rent-free RV, uh, it's about $18,000 a year. So I, I don't know who's going to be able to do this. I certainly can on eighteen grand a year. But they're going to give you 50 bucks a day, which probably barely fills up the RV at this point um, to get from place to place. So you have to be a little bit independently wealthy here. But you get um, – they want you to leave reviews. They want you to travel the country to these places. The only jo- listed job requirements are applicants must have a valid U.S. driver's license to be able to drive an RV and be over the age of 21. To apply, they also have to provide evidence of their love of breweries and distilleries with images and videos highly recommended. Jobs.lever.co slash harvest hosts uh, is where you can find the application for this. So – this is this is pretty cool. I mean, if listen, if you've got money saved up and you feel like traveling the country uh, to a bunch of different places and you don't mind marking off stuff on social media and writing reviews, um, that's pretty cool. And they're going to give you a rent-free RV for two years. Now, I don't think you get to keep the RV. I think you have to give it back. But for two years, that RV is yours, decked out to travel the nation to visit all these breweries and distilleries. I don't know. It sounds like a really good idea. Maybe we have to get the folks from Harvest Host on uh, to talk about this because I think the applications are good. I think you can fill them out through the end of November or beginning of December. But that's pretty cool. When we come back after a short break, Jeff Bagby from Bagby Beer in Oceanside, California, is going to join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> Docking and back for the attack. Kiss of death. That's the track there. There's a reason why I'm playing that. We'll get to it in a second. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. We're on iTunes, uh, you know, uh, Google Podcasts, Odyssey.com, iHeart, the whole thing. 
just uh, or the Hopped Up Network, head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can check out the podcast version of this show after it airs. There's a plethora of others there to enjoy at your leisure. Reason why I'm playing Dockin, I'm heading out to San Diego uh, later this week for the tail end of San Diego Beer Week, which is going to be awesome. Me and my best friend, we're going to do a uh, basically a 72-plus-hour um, sojourn of Southern California and try and drink as many beers as possible. But Dockin is actually playing back in New Jersey uh, when I'm in San Diego. And the last time I saw them, uh, they weren't that good. So it's just maybe you want to... Maybe not. You know what? Maybe you should go to Starland Ballroom if you want to check out Dockin. But I'll be in California checking out some great beers. My next guest is the owner and head brewer of a fantastic brewery in Oceanside, California, just north of San Diego proper. I had my first beer there back in December of 2017 with my wife on a suggestion from the great Tara Nuren, and boy, did we enjoy ourselves. They've been pumping out award-winning beer since 2014. Back in September, they celebrated eight years of brewing. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just head over to bagbybeer.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM970 the answer for the first time, Jeff Bagby. Jeff, how are you? Doing all right. How are you, Al? I'm good. Jeff, what got you started brewing beer? Was it a home brew kit? Was it just the, the love of the hops and malts and all kinds of other stuff? What, how did it? How did uh, you get your turn into brewing beer and then do it professionally? Uh, yeah, like, uh, like uh, a lot of other craft brewers, um, started off brewing at home uh, with a friend. I'd actually bought him a kit for his 19th birthday. And kind of kind of went from there. Um, it was you know pretty bad stuff back then, but uh, we were young and curious, and um, you know just liked the idea and the flavors of uh, craft beer that we were having back then, and wanted to explore and see if we could do it on our own. So yeah, kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool. Now, one of the things that I loved about your spot six years ago when I was there is that you you were making a lot of approachable beers. Before the pandemic hit, lots of breweries had the, uh, had uh, free time to you know make pilsners and stuff uh, as the pandemic went on because they were trying you know they had longer time uh, to let beer sit in the tanks. But it was always the plan you and your wife Dante had after you left Pizza Port, correct? It was always to make approachable beers to get people into different styles and not just the West Coast IPA or the hazy the hazy IPA, correct? Yeah, as uh, Dandy and I, yeah, she and I have traveled uh, to several parts of Western Europe and all over the States and, um, you know, uh, through kind of our beer travels, uh, we had decided and and something that I have done throughout my career was brew classic styles. So our focus at Bagby is is, uh, beers that are made in the German, British, Belgian, and what I'd call American classic styles. So yeah, we're much more traditional. Um, we don't get too crazy with with ingredients or or beers like uh, some of the other folks that are out there these days. But um, yeah, trying to trying to you know work on what's been done before and and present things that maybe some people haven't had or maybe they don't understand or know the the kind of history or lineage of some of these styles. So 
Yeah, that's that's what we do. I love it. I love it. We're talking with owner head brewer Jeff Bagby from Bagby Beer Company. Plenty of award-winning beers on tap and in cans for you to enjoy in Oceanside, California. And let's not forget the food and cocktails, too. They're good as well. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just head over to bagbybeer.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now let's talk about the Low and Slow event you're hosting for the second year coming up on the 19th of November, which, of course, I'm going to miss because I'm going to be out there a few days before that. Now, did you expect the turnout <laughs> that you received last year and what's new for this year yeah so uh you know we we've always kind of wanted to do an event like this um it kind of screams what we do which is tradition mm-hmm. and classics and um you know we just started talking and we we're like god it would be really great if there was a, a really solid lager festival in in san diego or even southern california so we just kind of picked a date and honestly just kind of threw it together Mm-hmm. And we did receive some really good response, and a lot of the brewers traveled and came to the event, which was which was great. Um, a lot of the local home brewers came, and a lot of this, the solid kind of beer fans from our area came, and uh, we we enjoyed it so much, and the brewers enjoyed it so much. We're like, ah, we got to do that again. So, yeah, second time around this year, and it's shaping up to be another another fun one. Um, the only thing really different or new would be uh, just a few more breweries than we've had <laughs> uh, hey, last year. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Now, is there a particular beer from any one of the breweries that's attending that you're looking forward to trying, or is it kind of just, all right, I'm just going to sample everything and we'll see what happens? A little more of sample everything and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, we are, our kind of request to the breweries is that you send two more traditional loggers, um, okay. and so it's always kind of fun to see what people come up with and mm-hmm. You know, we've definitely had some more beer lager than tradition, right. but uh, it's it's fun that way, you know. Um, and then it just the the community of getting a bunch of brewers together that are focusing on or talking about one st- kind of you know just lager. Um, it, it really it really is a is a fun day. And if you're any kind of beer fan and and respects and likes those styles of beer, it's it's a day not to miss. Talking with owner head brewer Jeff Bagby from Bagby Beer Company. Plenty of award-winning beers on tap and in cans for you to enjoy in Oceanside, California. The food and cocktails are awesome as well. For more info on the brewery and their tap room and to purchase tickets to the Low and Slow event, head over to bagbybeer.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jeff, to the folks who are not aware that are listening, why is it important to pair, you know, you went into this with with doing beer, but also with food. Why is so? Why is it so important um, that food and beer kind of match with one another, kind of play off one another? Yeah, for for us, it was um, it was, you know, we we wanted to do a little more, um, you know, food and cocktails, uh, and even wine is was always a big part of of us, and and again kind of relates to our travels too we hit those spots when we travel try to see what regional food's going on what's local what's fresh what's fun mm-hmm. what what maybe uh has inspired other people in other regions for 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 beer and uh so you know when we opened this place it was you know we we didn't want to just have beer <laughs> right we wanted to have those other aspects and we think that you know it, it also lends to people that that aren't necessarily beer fans um can come to our place with beer fans and and enjoy their time and realize that you know we're carrying our quality and our consistency throughout everything that we offer including our space and our atmosphere and our service um you know award-winning beers um you know we you know i'll put our cocktails against anybody else in town and our food is fresh and and 
and we have a scratch kitchen. So it's, it's carrying that whole, the whole thing to the finish line kind of thing, you know, presenting right. that, that whole package to, to people. That was very important to us. And, and let me talk about Oceanside for a quick second. I noticed, because when I was out there six years ago, there weren't a lot of breweries in town, and now it seems to have exploded in terms of, of breweries that the town is kind of set up. Is there like a, a jitney or something or a, a, like a beer path that you can take uh, to, all, to, you know, not only experience your brewery but other breweries as well? Um, yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, there's definitely more breweries in Oceanside than there was when we opened. Right. And, you know, looking at San Diego as a whole, there's more breweries in, just in San Diego County than there was before. So I don't know if it's really relates really, just to Oceanside, the different regions and cities within the county. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're on Coast Highway in Oceanside and, and there's definitely, let's see, one, two, three, four, you know, a couple of tasting rooms that you can hit just within about a three, four mile little uh, span there in Coast Highway. So yeah, if you're staying in, in downtown Oceanside here on the coast, um, you can definitely hit, you know, three, four, five breweries in, in an afternoon, in an evening and, um, you know, uh, different, different types of beers the whole way. Uh, like I said, a couple are tasting rooms. They're not mm. full breweries, but, uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know what the you know the the kind of central idea or reason for it was, but right. uh, yeah, it's it's fun that way. That's, We've got some good neighbors and some quality for sure in Oceanside these days. See, that's cool because that's the plan for next Saturday is to start at your place and then work our way around uh, the whole town of Oceanside with me and my best friend. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm I'm really excited about that. Last question for me, Jeff. Um, there was an article that came out uh, yesterday. Uh, from San Diego Beer News about um, the Lost Abbey and uh, Arthur Tome uh, reducing space size uh, as the, uh, you know, as obviously there are lots of things going on post-pandemic, uh, inflation being one of them, uh, and they're sort of shifting their model to match the industry industry trends. I, I know, that, I just wanted to get your comment on that. Is that something that we we are going to see moving forward from bigger breweries, not necessarily yourself, but I'm sure that you that you just like others are feeling this pinch of inflation of people maybe not coming out as much and you know kind of holding back their money a little bit on buying beers and going out to dinner and stuff. What what do you think of uh, the Lost Abbey doing that, uh, shifting and going smaller instead of growing? Yeah, I just I just saw the headline. I didn't get a chance to read the article yesterday, and um, you know our friends at Lost Abbey Port Brewing are are, are real good friends. I kind of came up through brewing. Tommy Tommy was one of my mentors, so um, you know I about them and what's going on over there. And and honestly, I I haven't even kind of digested that yet. <laughs> um, you know, I it's 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 kind of the question of the day for for a lot of breweries out there is is kind of what are you doing? Um, you know, there's there's a there's kind of a thing in in a lot of brewing space and and breweries our size and and bigger you know the 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 pandemic had a massive impact on a lot of our businesses and although that's not seen and not really known to the extent um that it has to the general public and people that are out there so uh do i see more changes coming from different people yeah it's it's highly possible um that that you're going to continue to see things like that. I haven't spoke with the folks at Lost Abbey, so I'm not sure right. quite what what that is. I know they had a, a very large amount of space over there, 
and, you know, to the direction of this reduction and what it means fully, I'm, I'm not sure, but, um, I wasn't too surprised. I'll say that. Yeah. And I think you, you may see it, um, with more people in more areas. Um, you know, Southern California, it it hit us hard and, you know, we were put on several restrictions and things that made it very, very difficult to operate our businesses. Uh, you know, you've been to my place. It's huge. It's sprawling. Mm -hmm. Um, we need people in the door. We need people coming there and enjoying themselves in large numbers and, you know, the pandemic basically put that to, to a stop. And, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you got to adapt. You got to react. You got to, you got to do something different. And it's like, well, we're not designed to do to go food. We're not designed to do to go beer. We're designed to have large amounts of people in our space. And right. we're, you know, we weren't allowed to do that. Yep. And, and <laughs> for not several o- months. <laughs> right. Not only did it, it, did it affect California, New York and New Jersey had their own problems as well because of those restrictions. So uh, I can understand mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. sympathize with what you guys have went through during the pandemic. And, you know, there are other issues at play. Uh, aluminum cans was a big issue for a while. CO2 is now becoming yeah. a problem. So hops have, have become a problem. So there's this trickle-down effect of all these things that have happened uh, during the pandemic, and you guys are just trying to do what you can with the material that you have in front of you and also yeah. abiding by the restrictions. It's a it's a catch-22 sometimes. So it's uh, – Listen, yep. you guys have gotten through it. You've weathered the storm, and now you're hoping that you're seeing the daylight, uh, you know, on the other side, which is uh, very important. Exactly. Uh, again, the uh, the low and slow event, it's taking place on November 19th. You can get your tickets now at BagbyBeer.com. My guest has been owner, head brewer, Jeff Bagby from Bagby Beer Company. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me tonight. I am so sorry that I'm going to miss you on my upcoming trip to San Diego, but I am yeah, definitely stopping in uh, on Saturday for a few beers and food. So thanks so much for joining me All tonight. Right. All the best to you, my friend. Thank you all. Really appreciate it. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. From the great Eric Clapton, It Hurts Me Too, From the Cradle. This was uh, an album back in the 90s that he did, uh, a pure blues album, all covers, uh, and did all of them with one take. So there's mistakes in there. There's all kinds of different things. Uh, just an amazing, amazing album. And then there's a live version that just came out uh, where he's performing, I think, at the Fillmore in San Francisco. It is unbelievable. Anyway, final segment of the show, as always, is our Suds and Duds segment. Uh, let's kick it off, uh, West Coast, since we uh, had Jeff Bagby on uh, from Bagby Beer. Let's kick it off with a Stone Delicious IPA. This is a gluten-reduced beer. It is a solid uh, brew. Uh, it is delicious. Uh, there's this version. There's, I think, a delicious hazy version. Um, I'm looking forward to being uh, at Stone at Liberty Station uh, coming up in just a couple of days. 
um, as I'll be in San Diego for a few and uh, cannot wait to try some more uh, Stone stuff, especially their Imperial Stout, which is out now. It's back as the reissue, the fourth beer of the series of four that was out, uh, and it is out, and so I'm I'm having a glass of that without a doubt. <laughs> There's no way I'm not having uh, one of those. Uh, There's going to be some great beers in San Diego. Oh, God, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can taste it. It's only four days away. Um, Civil Dawn. Uh, part of the Sundial series by uh, Zigmeister. This is a fantastic beer. Uh, Colleen and um, Kim had given me this. You can follow them on Instagram uh, at uh, Crack One at the Summit. Um, I, I I had I'll be full full disclosure. I had this beer sitting in my uh, fridge for quite some time, and I wasn't sure if I was going to drink it or like it. But I have to tell you, I should have cracked this open sooner. I, I stand corrected. Uh, great hit of key lime for some tartness. The lactose is actually not oppressive in this. And as it, as I'm drinking it, each sip gets better and better and better. Um, I don't want to say it's like a liquid key lime pie, but that's sort of the feel. It's it's really good. Delicious beer. I uh, had one more can left of uh, Venetian Pills by Source Brewing. Uh, crisp, delicious. I, I just, everything Pilsner lager-wise that Source does, they turn it into gold. They're fantastic beers. They're crushable. They're super, super crushable. I love them. Um, I haven't had a chance to have the new pills uh, from them, the German-style uh, Pilsner that they put out, but I will, and uh, we'll get a review to you. Uh, but it's great. Uh, they just Everything that they touch uh, is gold, and I love it. Um, the folks from Founders uh, sent me uh, a couple of beers, and I finally got a chance to crack into another one, Ultimate Oktoberfest. Had to. It was almost the end of October. Um, the bourbon in this is quite subtle. And for a 10 percenter, it drinks, <clears throat> excuse me, it drinks like a 6 percent beer. Um, and as it warms up, it gets even better, which is what the purpose of this beer is. But this is a barrel aged ultimate Oktoberfest uh, beer, and it is quite delicious. But again, like I said, it's a 10 percent beer and drinks like a 6 percent. So there you go. Um, Jason Goldstein from uh, Icarus Brewing had given me a bottle of this when uh, I had interviewed him a couple of months ago. This is the uh, BA Coconut and Desist uh, with, 2000, with 2022 Weller Bourbon, uh, aged in Weller, uh, Weller Bourbon barrels. Um, and I wanted to share it with friends. And so after our Made in Jersey Fest down in Camden, I had brought this bottle down with me and we cracked it open. And it was nice because it was in an, I had an ice pack, but... Um, it had sufficiently warmed up uh, to a perfect temperature, so you could just drink it right away. Ridiculously delicious. Coconut, bourbon, chocolate, all of the flavors blended perfectly together. Every single person that took a sip of this agreed that it was an absolutely phenomenal beer. And then while I was there at the event, uh, Twin Elephant had their uh, Nosh, Nelson, Savant, and Strata, uh, which was an, another great beer. And I had their um, Franken-Booberry. No, not Franken-Booberry. Uh, Conan the Boobarian, that's it. I had that beer, and that was delicious. If you like sours, that's the one uh, you certainly uh, need to get. Uh, Two Tides Brewing down in Georgia. Kim had given me a can of this from uh, Crack One at the Summit. Hot Commodity. What an outstanding triple IPA. I mean, juicy, melon forward. What a fantastic beer. These Two Tides folks put out some amazing beer down in Georgia. If you, if you haven't had them yet, you... Um, you certainly uh, need to get there uh, and try them. And then um, Mike from uh, the NJCB uh, group, New Jersey Craft Beer Group, 
Um, he did a collab with Zigmeister, the pair with pizza edition um, uh, collab. This is a, uh, a lager you can enjoy with pizza. Uh, it is a solid collab, crispy. It is uh, wonderful. It's a delicious beer. Very, very good. Really enjoyed that. First time at Paragon Tap and Table that Muckraker Beer Maker is on tap. And Paragon Tap and Table, located right in my town, exit 135 off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey, um, is a great place not only for food but delicious craft beer. And what Keith does there and Ernie, they do an amazing job of curating the beers. And I was shocked that they had Muckraker um, Beer Maker uh, on tap, and I had to have it. My first from these guys, certainly not my last. I have to get up to that northwest, northwest corner of New Jersey. Um, this is super sour, great tartness out of this. Uh, it is just a wonderful beer uh, in a 10-ounce glass. It is straight blueberry. I mean, the thing looks like they just crushed fresh blueberries into a glass. Unbelievable. Fantastic beer. Need to get there. They do a lot of, um, I think it's open fermentation. On their beers, spontaneous, you know, spontaneous fermentation, and a delicious beer. Again, I don't know all the technical terms, folks. I'm just a beer drinker, so don't don't get on me for not being, you know, I'm sort of a nerd, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Deal with it. Finally, uh, freezing tide uh, by Coastal Brew Works. Uh, finally, got a chance to, tr- uh, to uh, pick up a four pack of this Hefeweizen. This is a fabulous Hef. All the feels, all the flavors, love it. Uh, Matt, you did a solid job with this. This is just a – and not, not that I'm surprised because Matt Potensky does uh, great things. And they're gypsy brewing right now. So um, that's one of those things where you're just kind of like, okay, you're giving somebody the recipe and hoping that they can pull it off to where you want it to. And I know who they're gypsy brewing with, and they do do that. But they do allow uh, for some creative control, which is good uh, from the brewers. So fantastic beer. Don't sleep on Coastal Brew Works. When they open, you're going to enjoy them very, very much. Speaking of which, Paragon Tap and Table, we're putting together an event – uh, that will benefit Brewery Strong. Uh, it's going to be coming up probably sometime in December. I'm finalizing the details, uh, and hopefully on next week's program I can give you some information on that. You definitely want to be there for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. We're raising awareness uh, for Brewery Strong, an organization that I'm working with now, a nonprofit that is helping folks in the hospitality industry. But we're out of time, folks. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, as well as my guest, Jeff Bagby from Bagby Beer in Oceanside, California. Can't wait to get out there this Saturday. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcantulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.